How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. I'm going to start by doing this. <laughs> AJ, you've known me my whole your whole life. What is my favorite Broadway show? Uh, your, your favorite Broadway show, show would be Les Mis. That's right. There's a song in Les Mis. It's called Empty Chairs at Empty Tables, but there's a, a line in it. It says, the grief cannot be spoken. The pain goes on and on. This is the depression that I have been in since 11 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. Cowboys. I can't. I can't. Go out, go out with a, a tough loss yet again. Uh, it's yet something again. We've, something I, we've seen I just want to, formally, I want to formally apologize to you. I am so sorry I brought you into this Cowboys world. Yeah, I gave well, you no choice. You, uh, yeah, it's something I'll I'll truly never forgive you for. Uh, it's it's sad. It's gonna be a sad, you know, somber episode. Not the usual excitement or any, you know, maybe no yelling or screaming on today's episode. But it's for good reason. You know, we will break down that Cowboy game and and kind of talk about where they go from here. Uh, we also I can't talk about- get off the depression. We also have to talk about the other games because there were other games that went on, and we uh, only saw one other upset in the week. The one seeds pretty much cleared like we thought they would, and then the Bengals mm. really. Mm. I'm gonna quit. really thought to they would, thought they would. You took the Giants plus the points. Yeah, I'm saying like the the one seeds did what they what, what they were supposed to. Okay, the, the Giants <laughs> pick was wrong. I, everyone read too much into that, but. Oh, everyone. You know, you just don't give me credit with where credit is due. I told you it would be a blowout. It was a blowout. Yeah. I mean, truly, as as the week went on, I, I didn't think the Giants would, would keep it as close. Uh, but the Bengals with probably the biggest upset um, of the whole weekend. So we'll break those down. We'll get into a little college basketball as well. As, as the football winds down, mm-hmm. we're going to get more into a basketball mode. There's been some upsets lately. A lot of top 25 teams shuffling around there. There's a new number one this week, so we'll get in. And talk about that. So let's get into it and let's run it. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. And steps into it. Pass is caught. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Let's start today, like I said, we will start with college basketball. We're heating up Ooh. and we're you, you know, it's it's the it's almost the end of January. February is that next month and then we got March. So we're only about a month away from March madness as the so uh the, the the season is 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 you know, we're coming to that 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 not the last stretch, but we're coming in to those last, you know, 10, 12, you know, kind of conference games. So this is kind a big of the time. heart of the conference schedule, right? You know the the, the heart. We're, we'll see where the you know the, these these teams at the top who kind of fades away because there is some teams fading away as they're losing you know to their the the, the conference opponents. But you know mm-hmm. some of these teams at the top just keep on winning. You know, talk about Purdue. I guess we can start at number one. The new number one now is Houston goes down the other day. Purdue now nineteen and one. Their only loss coming against Rutgers, who seems to be their kryptonite over the last couple of years. <laughs> um, but they, besides Rutgers, they have not lost a game, and this team is stacked. I mean, they have the player of the year right now in Zach Eady, who I, I have been a Zach Eady fan for years now. And, and yes, it, started, it started off from a guy that's just super tall. You know, they, you know they, they have him listed as 7'3". That guy ain't 7'3". That dude's at least 7'5". He's probably pushing 7'6". So you're talking about a seven five guy in his rookie year that was just a guy out there that was tall. He really wasn't anything yeah. good. Now we're talking about a guy who's actually good. He's still tall, still you know, still the same size. He's shooting sixty one from the field. He's averaging twenty one a game, and he's playing thirty two minutes a game. Thirty two minutes for a guy that's seven five. That's that's not normal. So, no. you know, he he has improved tremendously from just a, a tall guy out there to a guy that can actually you know win Player of the Year and lead you know Purdue. To what right now is probably the the odds-on, you know, favorite to to win this whole thing. So they're they're playing great Come right on. now. First of all, it's Purdue, right? Purdue finds a way in the Big Ten tournament yeah, they, and in the you know, tournament they, they to they always usually, fall apart. They usually do, especially in, in now, March Madness. Now this is the best start in school history, 
Yeah. And, you know, they added freshman uh, Fletcher Lawyer, who's a really good player. So, you know, they got that one-two punch that they had with Ivy and Edie last year. But it's a good team. But this – here's the beauty of college basketball. There's literally 15 teams that could win the national tournament. Yeah, for sure. And that's it's how it's been be the last awesome. couple, I know, you know, couple years. That's why March Madness is the greatest tournament in the world. Yep. No, and it, you know what's it, crazy? It for sure. You know what's really crazy? You look at the top twenty-five. What two te- what two teams are missing? Um, no Duke. No Duke. No UNC. No Ken- and no Kentucky. And no Kentucky. And that's I mean, that's the three- second year in a row that that Kentucky know, uh, Kentucky has been kind of you know on the this is crazy. We thought Duke and UNC. We're two in the last you know, three with, at least. I, I mean, with the people that were coming back for Duke and UNC, we thought they were going to be powerhouses. Plus, with well, the freshman class that Duke had coming in. Well, UNC for sure. Duke has that freshman class. It's not working out for them this yep. year, you know, and they've been injured a lot too. Kentucky's not, you know, good at all. And when you look at UNC, UNC was the number one team to start the year, you know, and, and Baycott hasn't been healthy and they've just been struggling all year. So it's kind of yep. crazy in that sense. Um, some other teams, Alabama's very good as well. They I was just going to say, they have nobody is talking about Alabama. They haven't lost they in. You know, in their conference yet in the SEC, which has been a little weaker this year, but you know, you know, it's still seven and zero. Um, and and Brandon Miller, who's the rookie there, is just an incredible player. So he's incredible. he's been on a tear. Um, for them, they still somehow have Javon Quinterly, who kind of has taken a backseat bench <laughs> role now, which is weird yeah. to see. But you know, they 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 got some guys from from teams that have gone to the the tournament the last couple of years. This has been a really good basketball program the last couple seasons. So I I really like. You know where where Alabama well, is we, right we now. Love, Nate Oates is we, is a great coach too. So we love we love Mark Sears. I love Alabama right now. If the tournament was starting right now, I might pick them to win it all. Yeah, it's 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 a good pick there too. Uh, rounding out the top five, Houston. We just talked about they lost a Temple. You know, I I think this team is again top three for sure. I think it's a incredibly well coached team. They play together. They're they're in, an incredibly deep team. They have guys that can come in and and you know give you know. That bench minutes, but they're starters on probably other Division One teams. So, this is uh, it's a, it's a deep team. Marcus Sasser is still a great you know great player. Uh, you yeah. know Traymon Mark is this kind of you know dynamic guard who just can slash, but he also you know can shoot the three. So it's he, it's been really good you know seeing here's my, this team here's healthy and how how good they really can be. Mark is either go out and shoot five three pointers in a row, or you know he's three for 11. Like he's so streaky. Like he has these games where he's absolutely unbelievable and he's chucking up things left and right. And other games that I've watched him, I mean, when he played UCF the first time, he was unstoppable. And then I watched him the other day against Temple and he couldn't hit anything, you know? So I don't know. I just think that overall, like we're going to get to see Houston play at UCF on when, tomorrow night, Wednesday night. I can't wait. I think the place is going to be jumping. Yeah. But this team is great defensively, but they go on stretches where they can't score. So I, I just, you know, they're going to be they're going to be a, a, a hard team to get out. But I don't see them winning the championship. All right. Well, then you got Tennessee and Kansas State, who I think Kansas State's the team you talk about there. Um, Kansas yeah. State's been excellent this year. They just knocked off Kansas in Kansas I, or, you know, just against Kansas which is crazy. Keontae Johnson is one of the best stories mm. probably in, in all of college basketball, you know, collapsed um, a couple years ago, you know, on the, on the court mid game for Florida, you know, doesn't know if he'll play basketball again. Now he's transferred to Kansas state and he's averaging, you know, almost 20 a game this year. So that, that's been that's just, awesome you know, incredible there. Um, and then you, Marcus Noel is, is just a ridiculous point guard. He's, he's five, seven, you know, you know, just a little guy up there, and he has been balling out this year. I mean, had a th- almost a forty-point game earlier against Texas this year. He just pulls it from the logo. I mean, he's shooting like ten threes a game. You know, they, right. they have a they have an interesting team. You know, here with those two guys. When you got two guys that can score the ball like that, it makes Kansas State really good. And the Big Twelve is by far the best division in college basketball this year, and they're the best team right now in the Big Twelve. So that's a that's a dangerous yeah, team. You just wait. My Kansas Jayhawks, they are going to be there in the Kansas end. is a good team too, man. I mean, Grady Dick's a you know, a, a really a really good incoming freshman and Jalen Wilson, J- man. Jalen Wilson is awesome. Jalen Wilson is is right now setting up to be a, a you know, a lottery pick you know in this coming yeah. draft. So Arizona or Kansas is definitely, you know, a, a talented team there. 
Um, yeah, they still have Dewan Harris. I mean, this team is really good. Yeah, you, I, I like Kansas. Yeah, when you go down the list, you know, there's a lot of teams I like, but I don't think can win. You know, the the whole thing there. I think te- Iowa State is good, um, but they've had some losses recently. You know, Gonzaga this year, like like they're good. Gonzaga's not. This team's not going to win at all. It's it's probably their weakest team they've had in, in a while, and they couldn't win with their you know great teams. So I don't think Timmy. Is you know has what it takes no. to 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 carry that team there anymore? He doesn't have, he doesn't have enough talent around him. No. Watch watch out for Xavier, a really really deep team, all five starters in double figures. They're leading the Big East. They're, this team is really really good. Yeah, I, I mean another team that's fallen you know off off the grid is UConn. Uh, UConn's nineteen yeah, now. Lost, they they were sixteen like five and one. What have they lost five of the last six or something? Yeah, they have. They've been on a losing streak as of recently ever since conference play. Uh, started there, and then just to round it out, you know, you got two teams there who are undefeated in conference play, both nine and zero. You got Charleston, and you got FAU, Florida Atlantic, F-A-U. who have who have just been on tears this year. They have one loss each, obviously in weaker conferences, but that's still, you know, got to be recognized. Those are some good players. FAU, FAU. Look, man, we you know we got to pay attention to the Florida schools. FAU has a, has a guy named J- uh, Janelle Davis, and and he's mm-hmm. been you know scoring at will this year, so. You know, the, the, this, the, the owls there are, are, are not to be, you know, messed with. So that, that's kind of our, our college basketball update before we get to. And I'm just excited. It's exciting. Result. We're getting close. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting close to March. You got to talk about it. There's a, there's a lot of good teams at the top, man. The, the, I'm telling you, Big 12 basketball, it, it was kind of weird because you had two years ago. I mean, the Big 12 has been the best conference for the last, you know, four, three, four years. You had two years ago, you know, with Cade Cunningham on Oklahoma State. That that tournament, you know, I just remember that tournament being amazing when when Cade led them to win that. Um, and then you know, last year, obviously with Kansas winning, the the, the conference was great. And this year, I mean, this this they get they got six ranked teams, you know, yeah. in there. And and Oklahoma State was just ranked. That was seven. Oklahoma, you know, it, we, we know can be a competitive team too. So. This is a lot of great teams in the Big 12. You know, I, I could see Kansas State, Kansas. I think Texas can be good at times. Baylor. Iowa State, TCU, and Baylor, you know, we, we didn't even talk about, you know, they've been struggling, uh, you know, a little lately. But Baylor was a top five team, you know, at the start of this year. You know, Flagler, Cryer is a good player. You know, their leading scorer is, is Keontae George. He's a freshman. Dude, so, Flo Thamba's still on that team. Yeah, Flo. So, so Baylor, you know, they did it, what, you know, two years ago. You know, they're they're definitely always in it as well. So Big 12 is you know a watch out for college basketball. listen now that our cowboys are out i'm like i'm like i'm focused on college basketball college basketball and hockey i'm i'll be good to go all right let's go to the divisional round in the nfl let's recap okay these games here you want to start with the cowboys you want to wait to the end no. which what do you want to what let's, do you want to do let's let's, let's wait let's, let's wait. start with jaguars chief saturday game uh, a game that the jags they gave themselves a chance and then they took it away from themselves, you know, this was a game where the Jag, we said the Jags couldn't screw up. They couldn't make any mistakes. And Lawrence was better, but he still had a pick. And then Agnew, obviously, with the fumble, you know, that, that the the, those those him. two games, you know, those two plays killed him. I mean, Agnew was going yeah. in, you know, to make this, you know, a, a really tight game. You know, Lawrence had a chance, you know, at the end, they stole a little bit of time. He could have gone down, scored, you know, and, and put it on the defense to get a stop. But he throws a costly pick there. You know, just, just mistakes at the end. The Jaguars defense came to play. Uh, you know, obviously Mahomes getting hurt was huge in it. He barely could walk. I mean, the fact that he, you know, stayed in the game and still was completing passes um, was insane. Uh, Kelsey goes 14 for 98 and two touchdowns. Talk about targeting your main guy. I mean, the Jags were double, triple teaming him all game, and it, it still wouldn't, you know, work. So, you know, you, you know got to get nice. Yeah. You know what's nice? Andy Reid listens to the podcast. Yep. What were we screaming about when we were pre-gaming this? You know, it, it, hey, Boys and girls, you have Travis Kelsey. Throw him the damn ball. Get him involved. And he was involved all game. This team is different when Kelsey is involved. Him, Pacheco, and uh, and Jet McKinnon. If you get those three guys going, this team can beat anybody. Yeah, they can definitely beat anybody. I mean, as long as you have Mahomes, you you know you can beat anybody. Now, now that I think this injury is being a little overlooked, it's not really being talked about. He, he couldn't walk, man, and and he was still deliver, delivering passes. But we know Mahomes is a guy that likes to scramble, likes to make plays with his legs, and and you know make something out of nothing. 
And and it's a high ankle sprain, you know. And he's gonna play next week, obviously. But it's not like yeah. he's gonna you know have full ability to just be himself after one week of a high ankle sprain, dude. That that injury looked looked pretty rough. And a regular season game, he wouldn't come back in. So, and he probably wouldn't be playing next week yeah. anyway. So I think Guess it's a, shoot shoot him up with a little cortisone. I, Tape I think it it's real tight. Injury. He's gonna be. Uh, you know what? I'm not making that excuse. I I, I still well we'll get to the picks on Friday, but I. I'm not putting the ankle on whether or not the Chiefs are going to win or lose. All right, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep updating. You know, his his status. You know, through the week, if it gets any what, better there. Um, what, did, and, what? Most importantly, though, right? What did you think of the KC defense? I, I thought it was. You know, I, I thought it's what it's been all year. You know, I think it's been. I think it's been good, but you know, I I kind of want to see him against a more maybe experienced quarterback, you know, against a, a little bit of a better offense, which they happen to be playing in the AFC Championship next year but or next this week. Is, this is my whole point, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars were a cute story, right? The, the fact that they made the playoffs and had that run was great. They're ahead of schedule. They're young. They're scrappy, and that's great. And Trevor Lawrence is starting to come into his own. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are not Joe Cool and the Cincinnati Bengals. No, no. This defense needs to play at another level if they think they're going to beat Cincinnati. Because what I saw out there was basically a Jacksonville team who lost this game. Yeah, they, they definitely lost it, you know, on themselves. I, I thought Lawrence played good. Um, I, you know, I, I think the Jags, it's kind of hard to see a hole in the Jags. Their defense playing good. They, they upgraded the defensive line. They have good linebackers. They have good corners. They have a safety that's come out and played. You know, looking at their offense, their offensive line was top 10 in the league. They have Trevor Lawrence. They got three wide receivers. They got a tight end. They got ETN at running. Like, it's hard to see the holes in the Jaguars, you know, you know, lineup. Like, they have the right. team. I think it takes another year of Lawrence, and I think it takes another, you know, maybe another guy on, on the offense. You know, looking, looking at the season from Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, I, they both had really good seasons, but they were both inconsistent at times. You saw one one guy show up one game, one guy you know show right. up the next. In this game, you know, you know, you'd like to see maybe a little more out of Christian Kirk. So, you know, I, I don't. I, I think the Jaguars are in a really good place right now. I, I think oh, it no really doubt. depends. You know, I I think it really just depends on if Trevor Lawrence can take the next step. He took a big step this year. He took like a Josh Allen type leap from you know year one to year two, and now you have to see. Can he take that leap so he can compete with Mahomes and, and Burrow, you know, and, and possibly, you know, compete for, for AFC championships, you know, going forward next year. But this the, team's, you know, the, set to, to the, be really They're going to be better. They need help in the secondary. They need help on the defensive line. I think offensively, they look really good. Maybe another running back to back up ATN, give him like a, a you know, a bigger back, you know, to spell him because, you know, ATN puts the ball on the, on the ground too much. But right. yeah, no. Overall, I mean, you gotta be happy with what the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Yep. But I, I would be pretty disappointed if I was a Jags fan that you know those two, the, the interception, and then subsequently the next freaking drive in the fourth quarter, you know, Agnew fumbles. I mean, you don't fumble and throw that interception on those. T- we could be talking about a whole different final mm-hmm. game here. Yeah, kind of, kind of nuts to talk about. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, you'll you'll see a common theme of you know maybe shooting yourselves in the foot. And, and by the way, the best drive of the day was led by Chad Henney. Yeah, right. Chad Chad Henney came out for, come in for that one drive and, and threw the touchdown. So I, I think know, Chad and maybe I think they'll be Chad fine. and I went to elementary school together. Like he's, that's he's how old Chad Henney is. All right. Moving on. Saturday night game was Eagles, Giants. The Giants, in fact, did not keep it close in this one. The Eagles the, the Eagles just had simply a master class of of out coached, you know, mm-hmm. out prepared. Out, you know, physical. You, you know when the Eagles won this game? When there was 15 when? minutes left in the first quarter. Which, I mean, they won the game before it started. Because, you know what? They were The, the Giants were intimidated. The Giants yeah. were scared. They played scared the entire game from the jump. You know, the reason the Eagles went up 14-0, the Giants simply said, well, you, you know, you can drive down the field. We'll give you 20 yards. And, and Jalen Hurts went, okay, you know, I'll, I'll throw five-yard you know, passes to Devontae Smith and some screens here and run the ball with, with Gainwell and Sanders and myself. And, you know, if you don't want to play aggressive, we'll take our, our easy plays. We're, we have a great offensive line. We have really skilled wide receivers, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll beat you that way. I mean, 
it's not like they had these um, these incredible big plays. They just went down the field. They drive down, run pass, run pass, and the Giants played scared and they got their ass kicked. And and this Eagles team, you know, ro- you know, basically has the easiest you know divisional round ever. Um, and and they go into this conference championship with a lot of confidence. And they they realize that their offense, I I, I think is un. It's right now. It's unguardable. You know, I think Giants defense or 49ers defense, whatever it may be. I think this offense is just going to pick apart whoever they play. I think they just have it going both ways. It's hard to stop both things. So, you know, it's this is an Eagles team that's just completely rolling on offense right now. And, you know, I think their defense is good. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's better than the 49ers, you know, for for next week's matchup. They have they're, they're a lot. They're a lot like the Cowboys. This defense is this defense is really reliant on its defensive line getting pressure. They get pressure, man. You're, you're, you know, they they don't have to worry about their secondary. They don't get pressure. Yeah. You can, you could throw them on them a little. So, but when you you lead the league in sacks, you know, that, that pretty much takes care of that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the giants go out again, similar to Jacksonville, a successful season, you know, no one thought that they'd even get, you know, to this point, but they have a lot of decisions to make because in, in a, you know, after a game where Daniel Jones carries you to victory, he goes out for, you know, 55% completion, 130 yards, and, and threw a pick and got sacked a couple times. So, and he fumbled one. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what the Giants are going to do. Saquon, obviously, they're going to extend. I think that's a no-brainer. Had a great year. Um, but the Giants, they, you know, if they if they do re-sign Danny, Daniel Jones, I don't exactly know what that contract is look like. They got to get him some help because the receivers well, well, obviously. ain't, ain't going to do it. So, <laughs> so the Giants are going to have to spend big, you know, trade for someone. Um, and, and, and that might be the play, but you know, well, I, I don't first round draft pick will be a wide receiver, yeah, but I, I mean, all right, two, two questions before I, I beat up on the giants here. Number one, you absolutely positively without question would re-sign Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you, 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 have you to? simply have to, because it's the same he's thing. Go, he's going to get paid. You want to put 16, 18, 20 million on your running back. It's the same look thing what it with, did with us when we got, when we did it to yeah, Zeke. Look, you know, are, are you going to say, you know, pay running backs, pay not? The, the the problem with that is is there's a lot of times there's no choice because we're going to let Saquon Barkley, you know, leave, and 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 you gotta you gotta look at it and say, well, you're let you're leaving, you're letting the 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 leader of your team leave. Like Saquon is the leader of this team. He's the fan favorite. You know, everyone comes to see him. He's a great talent now. And I understand, you know, you might regret it later if he, you know, gets injured or, or falls off a little. But, but you know, you got to take that, you know, risk and you got to take that kind of punishment. That's just how it works. The same thing with Zeke. You know, they knew that Zeke wasn't going to be this great running back for, you know, six years, whatever his contract was. But you had to pay him at that time. We weren't going to let the best, you know, one of the best running backs in the league walk at that time. I'm just, you know? I'm just saying a guy who's had some major, major injuries – Right? Are you going to lock up on a long-term deal? When when you could possibly go out and get Josh Jacobs, you could go out and get Elijah Mitchell, you could go out and get you know somebody. There's who no can, cho- you know. there is no choice but resigning. Okay, you know I was asking. You just, you and number two, you said Danny Jones is going to be resigned, right? Will you pay this guy forty million dollars a year uh, for five years? No, I wouldn't. You know, if I'm a okay. I'm a GM, it, but it's a weird situation again for the Giants here because you got Daniel Jones. He improved this year. You know, you it depends. Can you pay Daniel Jones in the you know low thirties and get him for that kind of contract, which would be solid for what a quarterback gets paid now? Sure, if you could if you could pull that off, you're the GM of the year. But here's the thing: if Daniel Jones hits free agency, you know who's uh-huh. who is paying Daniel Jones forty million? You know the Jets are desperate for a quarterback, but are they paying Daniel Jones forty forty million? I, I don't think no. anyone's doing that. So. I think they're going to re-sign him. I think he gets a good, uh, you know, maybe a little more than he's supposed to in the mid-30s, but they'll keep him. They'll realize that, you know, that there's not much that they can upgrade with right now, and they're not going to, you know, draft a quarterback and start over again. So, but right. the Giants I, I had are, to ask those two questions. But now the can Giants I get into are the, in a solid position. They just got to upgrade I, that offense. Can I rant about my interpretation of this game? Sure. Okay. The Eagles beat a shit team. And I'm sorry for my language, but that is what they beat up on. An absolute crap team who got lucky to beat a worse team in Minnesota the week before. This team didn't even do anything. Jalen Hurts threw for 148 yards, right? They rushed for 268, 
And you got to take the last 35 out because when Kenneth Gainwell got that ball, everybody on the Giants just looked at each other and said, I don't want to tackle him. You want to tackle him? No, I don't want to tackle him. Right? I mean, it was so pathetic. It was like little, like you said, five-yard dumps here, two-yard dumps there. But they literally couldn't stop them on any third down. It was awful, awful, you know, just defense on, on the Giants' part. The offense was worse. I, I thought this was an out. I knew it was going to be a blowout, but it was a blowout because the teams are completely mismanaged or uh, mismatched. I am much looking more forward to Philadelphia playing San Fran, and we'll, and we'll get into that in, in really good detail. My, my other big point is, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in a bad mood. Nick Siriano is the biggest prick yeah, on this planet. Yeah, he's he's a douchebag. I mean, he's he's just you know he's he's over there like laughing, smirking, celebrating like he's a fan. Like right, nah, he's, going he's not for very two when you're up twenty eight points just to draw them off sides. What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Kick the extra point, move on, act like you've been there before. This guy, seriously, I want to punch in the face. Now you know I hate Philadelphia sports and Philadelphia sports fans. I I can't stand them. I I just think they're the worst of humanity. Nick Sirianni is the worst of the worst. I can't take it. I, I am going to be the biggest 49ers fan this week. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to be the biggest AFC fan this week. Because <laughs> if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I may have to quit this show. Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I can't take another Eagles Super Bowl win. I mean, two in my lifetime before I ever see the Cowboys even you know get to an NFC oh, championship would just can't do it. kill can't me. Can't do there. it. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but... I, I the way I saw the Eagles play again, I think their offense is just unstoppable against any defense. You know, I I think that the 49ers are going to have a tough time stopping this team. You know, I hey, just think listen, their scheme the is Mar- just un, un, unbeatable. It, it listen, San Francisco is the number one defense in the league. DeMarco Ryan's is having a phenomenal year coaching that team up. You know, if anyone's going to find a way, look, honestly, it, it's not really the defense that I'm worried about. I'm worried about more, you know, can Brock Purdy, who honestly, well, we'll get to the game, you know, threw four nice passes all game, but other than that, did nothing. Like, is this team, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was corralled all game. This team has to have a better job on offense if they want to beat the Eagles. I'm not worried about the San Francisco defense. Mm. You know, I I just, I I have seen... You know, offenses in the past that that they play defenses number one ranked, number thirtieth ranked. They're they're just powerhouses against them. So we'll yeah. see. You know, if the Eagles can keep it going, they got a hard matchup. You know, 49ers, That's gonna be a good one when we we preview it later in the week. All right, let's go to Sunday's game. Uh, Bengals no Bills, fist. man. This one, in this the one, snow. this one surprised me. Just just really surprised me in the fact that you know I I thought. Like a lot of people did, you know, that this was the one that this was the year the Bills were going to get to the championship game. And I think they really, you know, could Everybody have competed did. with the, you know, the Chiefs in that sense. I, yeah. I thought this was the year I thought they had the team, you know, you know, I know you like to bring it up and say, you know, Von Miller was, was a huge it part is. on the defense. It is. Check yeah, out the I'm stats since it. he's gone down. I'm not buying Don't, it. What are you not buying it? If Von Miller plays this game, you think they win? No chance. They got smoked it, in this game. They got smoked it, no matter if he was playing not or saying, not. I'm not saying they would have won the game. It would have been a hell of a lot closer. And you want to talk about Dak Prescott, which we will in a little, you know, not showing up in these big games. We got to start talking about Josh Allen, man, because this is now three years in a row that Josh Allen has gone 0-2 against Mahomes, and then he's gone 0-1 now against uh, against Burrow. Burrow's going to be on the Bengals for his entire career. This Bengals team's okay. not going anywhere. The Chiefs, Mahomes isn't going anywhere. You know, is Josh Allen ever going to beat these guys you know this team okay. is first of all incredible. you can't go you can't go there i, I understand what you're you trying to go say there. you you uh, that you game last year that game last year was a miracle by patrick mahomes it's josh it's, allen played out of his effing mind and should have won that game in the championship look, i'm not year. saying they're losing games because of him but when you when you lose it goes on the quarterback and when you win it goes on the quarterback that's oh, the league bull crap. that's the league that we that we oh, that we live in stop you know the quarterback Stop. Now you're starting like Stephen A. Look, dude, this was lost because the Buffalo defense was thrown and run all over. I mean, you have a team with, with the Bengals who had, I, I think from memory, 29 or 30 first downs, right? You know, it was 30 first downs. 
30 first downs? You want to talk about controlling? Out, out, you know, seven minutes more with possession. You know, it was just no turnovers. This Buffalo defense was embarrassed at home. Mm -hmm. Embarrassed. Yeah, they, they, they were. And this is, again, you know, I think Stefan Diggs said it best. He's like, you know, he, he said, you know, I think the reporter asked, why is this such a tough loss? Or, you know, some some reporter question like that. And he, he basically said, he's like, what else do we need? You know, he was trying to figure it out, like, what else do we need? Because it's three years in a row the Bills have been Super Bowl favorites, and they haven't been able to even get there. Um, and and you, you have to look around. You say, I, I personally believe that the Bills are on the same level as, as the Cowboys are right now, where, you know, this team is just kind of wasting this opportunity of having this kind of championship window open by coming short all these years. And I really do believe the Bills are screwed. I think they yeah. are. I think I think that the window's you know, closing. The window's closing. They're they're getting older on defense. You know, Diggs is is unhappy. He's a guy that could easily ask you know for for a trade, and they can you know move on from him there. You know, again, I'm going to be overly critical. Maybe I'm overly critical, but I'm going to be critical of Josh Allen because. We all know that Josh Allen, you know, if, you, if you're going to be labeled as a top two quarterback in the league, you got to be critical when you don't come out big in the big games. He was not, it wasn't bad in this game. He wasn't the reason they lost, but he wasn't good. He wasn't special. Joe Burrow was special. He went, he went 242 and two touchdowns and three of his offensive linemen were out and he was only sacked once. He was excellent in the pocket, getting the ball out quick. Um, and, 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 you know, them being able to run the ball helps a lot too um, when, you know, the Bills on the other hand just haven't been able to run the ball for so so long. And I think in the playoffs, it's actually shown up that in the games that they lose, them not being able to run the ball just, you know, screws them all, all over again. So the Bills have some things to address, you know, yeah. in the offseason, you know, Diggs is, is a question mark. You know, do they have, do they try another running back? You know, what what is the next step for the Bills? Because it's, it's, it's a loaded roster. It's been loaded. They're they, just kind of, they, 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 they can't win the big games. And well, listen, they had a lot of injuries, right? In the secondary, I mean, they weren't playing with, obviously with Micah Hyde and Poyer got hurt again. You know, they, you know obviously we were talking about, you know, uh, Von Miller being out. You know, Ed Oliver hasn't been right this whole second half of the year. I mean, Matt Milano is a phenomenal player, but I mean, they just don't have a lot of phenomenal players on defense to end the year as they did in the beginning of the year when we they were stacked at every level. This This game came down to four things, and it was all on the Bengals side. Number one, Joe Burrow is playing unbelievable. The man is just a phenomenal quarterback. He just wins. You know, I, I, he just I plays, picked him to be plays the MVP big this year, and you laughed at me. You laughed at me. Well, he's not and winning look, MVP. I know, but he, you know, he's, he's right there, man. Number two, Joe Mixon, welcome back. He showed up finally. Right, Five yards of carry, 5.3 yards of carry, touchdown, just looked dominant, was driving the pile forward. You know, and just got some a lot of seven and eight yard runs that were just needed to get first round first downs. Number three, Lou Anarumo is right now the defensive coordinator of the year to me. This is not a top five defense that is playing like a top five defense because they are coached and schemed like not like I've never seen before. He's doing a phenomenal job with a, a secondary of Eli Apple and uh, Wuzier and Hilton, like guys, Von Bell, guys that like no other team wants. You know, I mean, it's just amazing to see what he has done. And number four, kudos to the offensive line. We went into this game saying it's done. They're done. Three out of five starters out. They, Joe Burrow's going to you know die during this game. I mean, he might be sacked 17 times. Yeah. This offensive line was dominant all game long with three guys I have never heard of, ever. Yeah. The, look, what this game showed me and what we're about to see in the AFC Championship, I think people aren't really understanding. There are now, and I think this is an undebatable question, based on what we've seen now, for a sample size of a couple seasons that all these young quarterbacks have been in the league and all these guys that are up mm -hmm. and coming in the league, there are only two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks in the league that can win despite, that you win because of, and that's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. That's the only two. The two that have, have been, you know, had, had issues with offensive weapons, you know, Mahomes loses Tyreek Hill, 
He's back in the AFC Championship. The ba- you know the Bengals with Joe Burrow, bottom five offensive line. You have three of three of the starters who aren't even you know you know that that good of a pe- you know piece to com- to begin with. They go with backup offensive linemen. Joe Burrow wins despite of those are the only two. Josh Allen has showed that when when he doesn't have everything going, he needs help. You know we know we, we know that Herbert struggled this year without his guys. So. You know, all these quarterbacks at the top, there's only two that can win despite of, you, that have shown that they can they me? can win despite of. So Burrow and Mahomes right now are are the guys, and that's going to be an, uh, just an incredible, you know, rematch. We'll see if Burrow can can get Mahomes again. You mean you're not putting Dak in that conversation? No. I mean, he's, he's right there with Josh <laughs> Allen and Dak. You know, I, I think Josh Allen is, you know, definitely better, and he has, you know, more of a, you know, star ability, and, and I'm not trying to debate that. But Josh Allen and Dak, there's no difference between the two's careers right now. They got a bunch of regular season wins. They got a couple playoff wins here there, but they can't win the big game and, and get to the Super Bowl. And they've had stacked teams for their entire careers. So, you know, right now they are they are in the same spot. The Bills and the Cowboys are in the complete same exact spot in terms of, you know, AFC and NFC, the teams that always are good, always are there the last couple of years, and they haven't been able to win the big game. So... It's it's tough out there. I, I don't exactly know. I think there's when we get to the Cowboys next, maybe there's some things we can talk about. I don't know what else the Bills can do. I, I don't know. So they they got to think hard about it. So uh, time has come. Oh, we move on. God. Cowboys. All right, hold on. 49ers. Let, me, let me let me stretch or, or or loosen my vocal cords. Okay, I'm. Whew, okay, I'm ready. All right, Cowboys go down 19 to 12. Uh, a little bit of deja vu. Maybe I should say a lot of deja vu from last year's <laughs> wild card game. I mean, it, it was it was the it was the same thing. It was the same game. You know, you you basically this I saw. You know, the the Cowboys play yet another game against a very good team, a team like the 49ers who has the chance to go to the Super Bowl and and win the Super Bowl. They got a chance, and and the Cowboys played a you know played this team good you know they played a great team good I thought it would be low scoring you know I thought the under was was a good play I thought both defense would show up Cowboys defense showed up I thought they started great you know Dak goes down the field um and and Schultz gets an easy touchdown and and I thought they started great and and that was good but there is something about the Cowboys you know in these playoff games as of recent this year last year you know, you know, some, some, some games, uh, you know, previous, you know, you got the Packers game back in Dak's rookie year that can probably be tied into this. The, the playoffs are, you know, these games, these games that are, that are so close and against these, you know, the best teams left in the league, there's only a couple plays that decides them, you know, and you got to make your plays on, if you don't make the plays, you know, you only get a couple, you know, opportunities to, to really sway the game. So I thought, that a common theme that continues with the Cowboys in these big games is they don't take advantage of those. You know, you want me to get into Dak's game. You want me to get in the fact they couldn't run the ball. You know, you know, you know, Gallup not showing up. You know, the you know, and, and that, right, we could get into that Pollard breaking his ankle, which was you know huge and just a terrible you know thing to happen. But but I'm talking about specific plays. Third down here, you know, that the Cowboys couldn't get off the field. There was like a third and. 19 you know 19. in the second half yep. they, they they allow a first down you know would have stopped for a field goal instead of a, a touchdown there you know sir you know Dak forcing the ball you know to CeeDee Lamb when he was double covered leads to a pick you know was big how about the fact that Cowboys forcing a turnover on special teams and then only getting a you know and then turning the ball over there only getting a field goal you know there on on a drive where they were going down the field but you kick a field goal and it kind of ruins it now you still need a touchdown it, it just felt like the Cowboys on these on the plays that that could determine the game, you know, they they just didn't feel like it it, it mattered that much. Like it was that important to get a stop here or get a first down here. I I think it was the final straw of of Kellen Moore. I am off the Kellen Moore train. You know, I I, want to see Dak in another offense with another offensive coordinator. I don't know who that could be or if that's, you know, something that the Cowboys are considering. Yeah, I I, I want to believe that that it happened, but I don't think it'll happen. You know, it's just Jerry Jones is just, you know, he's Jerry Jones, so it, it probably won't happen. But that's the biggest thing for me. I think Kellen Moore's, you know, off, you know, off off the the team next year. I think if you come back with a different scheme, you know, maybe Dak can can get a little fresh, you know, fresh new start with that. But you know, to to get into specifics. Yeah, I, I just I feel like it's pointless. Um, I, I feel like 
in, in playoff games, it, it just it doesn't matter how you win. So on the on the losing side, it doesn't really matter how you lost. You know, you, you lost the game. You know, a couple plays go different, and you make some key stops, and and you know, Dak makes a couple better throws. You win the game. So it, it, it's just painful at the end of the day. You know, it, it's it's painful in another another loss in a in a game where you can't tell me the Cowboys aren't as good as you know the 49ers. No, yeah, it's it, yeah. But before before I get into my sucks. rant, at literally as we're sitting here, because we always get breaking news. I just got a uh, a tweet that Saquon Bar- Barkley just turned down a contract extension worth twelve million a year. There you go. Oh. There you go. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's get into our game. Let's get into this. If I told you before the game started, AJ, Brock Purdy, two hundred yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey will run for thirty-five yards. <laughs> Debo Samuel will go for four for forty-five and run for eleven. Yeah. What would you think the outcome of this game would be? I'd say the Cowboys won by at least 10. You know, the right? defense shows up, and that's all. You couldn't ask for anything more from the defense. They they played, you know, they played great. Again, I'm going to be overly critical because I, I just, this loss stings. I thought third downs in the fourth, third and fourth quarter, there were some third downs that they gave up, which which yes. hurt, hurt them. But when you, when you tell your defense to give up, you know, 12 points through three quarters, you know, 19 points overall, and you have the offense that the Cowboys have, which has been an offense that scores 30 a game. And you have a quarterback that you sometimes believe in in Dak Prescott and you know has done get it done before. And you have guys like CeeDee Lamb who showed up in this and Schultz and Gallup. You're expected to win win that game no matter what defense you're playing. And you give credit to the 49ers defense. You know, obviously sure. they are they're incredible. But, you know, I, I again I, I think this is I, you know, and, and and maybe I'm just, you know, too too much of a Dak lover to really give him all the blame. I, I think a lot of it is on Kellen Moore in this scheme. Again, too many, too many conservative plays. You know, not 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 enough of of using the you know maybe some mismatches they found early with Ceedee Lamb. I you know, thirteen targets is great. You know, in a game like this, you should have seventeen. You know, I I, I just yeah. Well, look, I, you I didn't you, I didn't love the, how how passive the Cowboys were on offense. And I think when yeah. again when Dak Prescott is is you know. Maybe not forced, but when he plays passive, and he, you know, it's not when he he, he makes mistakes. When I'd, I'd rather go out and and have him sling it. You know, they did that against the Bucks. They didn't do it in this one. And I understand. You know, you're playing a a better defense. I'm not saying you know he he could no, have just slung it, but sure, I would at least he could have because he could have taken advantage. Of, uh, he could have taken advantage of Chivarius Ward all day long, like mm-hmm. Lamb did on that bomb. Yeah. Look, first of all, I mean, it goes back to the beginning of the season or last year. The fact that we give up on Amari Cooper and we signed Michael Gallup to this monster contract and he literally did jack nothing this year. I mean, what a absolute piece of garbage Michael Gallup has become since he tore his Achilles or whatever he tore last year. Ezekiel Elliott is done. He's done, right? This is not a guy you can keep on the team. I don't care about the dead cap hit. Make it a June first, you know, situation. Spread it out over two years and take five point something million in dead cap hit. Zeke Elliott's career is over. He is not somebody we can rely on. Hopefully, Tony Pollard's broken ankle will come back and heal and be fine. But his loss was huge. Like it he's that other dynamic player that we need. But you're absolutely right. Kellen Moore is a disaster. There is no movement of players. There's no picking. There's no. Uh, just putting people in interesting you know, or different types of routes that confuse defenses. Everybody goes out and everybody turns around. They, they, yeah. they, I feel like four guys run out, one goes All deep, right. two see, goes short, one, one see, does a, a five-yard turnaround. Yeah. It's the same shit every time. Like I'm so over his lack of creativity. Once in a blue moon, he'll call a decent play. And, you know, hey, when your leading rusher is Dak Prescott, something is wrong. You know, and, 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 and just one little extra tidbit. The fact that Dalton Schultz at the end of the game was so lazy on the first time where he couldn't get out of bounds going forward to stop the clock and got hit by a freaking, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, cornerback yeah. and got pushed back, you know, to keep the clock running. And then the subsequent play where he gets one foot in bounds where there's nobody around him because he's a lazy mother, you know what, and he can't get two feet in bounds and know what he's doing to be a professional. Things like that drive me nuts. Dalton Schultz is another one that will be gone. We are not tagging him again. We are not paying him a long-term contract. 
there's a lot of changes that are coming in Big D, man. There, there is. I actually felt for look, Jerry Jones last night. Like look, he looked like can, he was just going to cry, and I wanted to cry with him. We can talk about big changes and 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 all that, and that's fine. But but it, the reality is nothing's nothing's changed in the last couple of years. So you got to look at Jerry and say, look, Mike McCarthy's the coach. This isn't on Mike McCarthy. Mike, Mike McCarthy I, is. This is not on Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's done a great job. I I say he stays head yeah. coach. You know, Dan Quinn. The reality is he's gone too. You know, I, I think someone's gonna you know take him as a head coach. If he isn't, you know, he'll be back, and, and that's great. You know, but the the offensive coordinator position. It, you know, I, I don't think Kellen Moore's done this unbelievably bad job to where he has to get fired. But it's to the point where I think that that you just need a fresh start. It hasn't worked out, and I need a new offense coordinator so I can see. If it is really all Dak, you know, if, yeah. if this really is all Dak, and if you put a new offense coordinator there and Dak has another year like this where he turns the ball over, then you consider moving on. You can't move on yeah. from Dak now. He'll be the quarterback yeah. next year. You know, it's not something that's going to happen. You know, even if you want to have that conversation, it's not going to happen. Now, running back could look a lot different next year. I, I don't see a scenario where Zeke gets cut. You know, some, some pay cut will happen. I agree. But I say... He still stays on the team. He's still a leader, and you know he's still. The only way he's on this team is if he takes the massive home co- town yeah, discount you know, so, at about a million dollars a year. Something, with something will happen with you know him taking a pay cut because you know he knows if he's cut, he might be screwed anyway because nobody is going to pay him. He'll take his yeah. cut. He'll be on the team next year. Tony Pollard, I, I don't know. He just broke his fibula. I, I mean, it was just awful. I mean, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Going into a year where he would probably become a top 10 paid running back by some other team you know I don't know what happens with him maybe he gets a a franchise tag you know I think the Cowboys go into this I think their their defense should be you know their defense is young and it's only going to get better you know they can get another corner this year you know they can they can get another linebacker and that that D man is is locked in I think it's strong but there is no secret that this team you know they look at Dak Prescott and and you look at Dak and I think two two things can be true I think you could say Dak is a good quarterback that makes mistakes t- sometimes. I don't think you. I also think you could say is that Dak needs help around him. Uh, two things could be you know can, can be true at the same time. I think you know Lamb solidified himself as number one, but but outside of that, you know, and and I'm not with it. I like Schultz. Again, we can talk about the last couple of plays, you know, but Schultz has showed that he's a, a a good target with Dak. So I don't know what what the extension looks like. You know, I I don't want to go out and pay him a lot. I, no. I don't know what that's gonna be like, but. I would like Schultz to return, but outside of that, Noah Brown's trash. I, I yeah. I've said it all along. Noah Brown is not a, a good player. You know, T.Y. Hilton was was cool and all, but but he won't be on the team next year. You know, and and, and Michael Gallup has been a total bust this year. He, he just yeah. he is he doesn't offer you anything except you know a you know a, a go route where he can make a jump you know jump ball or maybe a, you know an end zone you know jump ball catch. So the Cowboys are back to this this scenario where they need other players. You know, they need to go out and 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 sign some free agents. You know, like they they did not do this offseason. The Cowboys can clear a lot of cap space. There's a way that you know they can they can get some older contracts off the board that don't really affect you know the main players in this team. So th- no, this is what I got to pay Lamb and Parsons here shortly. This is going to be an interesting season. This is going to be an interesting mm-hmm. season. The Cowboys. Do the Cowboys continue this? blah off season where they go and we'll just run it back you know we'll just we got a good we got a good team but you know we haven't had any success in the playoffs in the last six years we got a good team we'll we'll accept that and 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 jerry we're about to see if jerry jones is mad or if he's pissed because if he's mad he'll continue his you know whatever we'll we'll run back the same team but if he's pissed you could see a rams type off season where the cowboys really go all in and say all right screw the future let's go all in on this year because right. the window's open, but it's not going to be open for long. You know, the Cowboys can do some things where they trade their first round pick. They go out, they get, you know, uh, you know, you know, a, a, another star corner to put to put next to you know Diggs. They go out and, and and get another you know good wide receiver. They can do it. You know, we'll just see if Jerry Jones is going to sit back and you know play the cap boy situation. Uh, I'm not well, anticipating they do anything you know crazy. It's not been their way. I'm not getting my hopes up, but it, it's something that needs to happen. Or else they're ju- this team's just going to win twelve games every year and 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 go one and done or or one you I, know 
Something like I think that. the first thing that should happen and the most important thing that should happen is Dak should return $10 million a year for the rest of his contract. That's uh, not happening. But listen, he I, makes I enough really... money with his sleep number bed, his housewives, direct TV commercial and every other damn commercial he's on. He doesn't need the money and he should be like Tom Brady and build a championship team around him because Dak, you can't win it on your own and you ain't worth $40 million a year. I think the first thing that should be done is is the firing of Kellen Moore. Again, right. I have not I'm seen a single like, rumor where that happens, which I don't know. But, he, but he's interviewing for a head coach job at oh, Carolina, please. which I think is a joke. Car- Carolina, joke. please do us a favor and, and take yeah. him away. But, no but, but let me just ask you a real quick question before we end the, the episode. Dan Quinn, DeMarco Ryan, Leslie Frazier, right? Probably the three best defensive coordinators in the league, right? Yep. It, three of the top five for sure. All three, everybody's clamoring, should get a head coaching job. Do you – listen, I have a real big feeling about this. I don't think that just because you're an amazing coordinator means you're going to be an amazing coach. No, I, I've seen so many good coordinators who are great coordinators who end up not being great head coaches. And it happens every year. But, you know, all you can judge is what they've done with their respective, you know, coordinating position because you don't see head coaches – you know, being interviewed for head coaches. They're already head coaches. So there's only so much you can do. You know, again, these are guys that have been head coaches before, you know, Dan All right, Quinn well, then also. let me put it to you this way. And okay. he wasn't very would, good, so. Would you rather Sean Payton, Quinn, Ryans, or Frazier to coach your team next year? I'd still, you know, I don't like the fact that the compensation you have to give up for Sean Payton to, is I a just lot. make it even. Just make it even for, for an e- easy right. argument. But who would I want if the conversation wasn't a, you know, I would yeah. want Sean Payton. Why? Sean Payton went out, still as a great coach, and he took some Saints teams after Drew Brees retired, you know, and, and that, that didn't have anyone on their team, and I thought they still were good. And Sean Payton has done it, you know, a long time, and his offensive mind, you know, has been has been really good. I like when the when the head coach, you know, it, you know, is an offensive mind. You know, I, I think the head coach should be an offensive mind. And I think you should have a really good defensive coordinator. You know, that that's when I think it's great because, you know, the offense, you know, the, the head coach can focus on. And then, you know, when your defense turns over, you you have a guy that can that can run it as well. So I like that off the bat that Sean, you know, you, you know that 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 he's going to call plays and he's going to be the offensive mind. So if I'm looking to turn my, you know, team around and 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 have an offense, especially the Broncos, who already have a good defense, but they need an offensive mind to get Russ back. Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. I think that's a great head coaching hire. I'm interested to see how the carousel turns. We will see, you know, over the, uh, over this next week, who, if there's anyone more getting fired or, uh, you know, if anyone's, you know, kind of going towards the number one of, of some of these, these teams that need a head coach um, as we keep Mm -hmm. going Friday, we'll be back. We'll preview the conference champions right now. Uh, we are we're, we're signing off as we you know go into a you know a, a sad depression of Cowboys offseason. It's so. it's good. I, I'm getting too old for this, man. It sucks. It sucks. But we only can look to uh, to next year. So let the offseason begin for for us so, Cowboys. So glad your cup is half full. So bad.